What up, Pack? Welcome back to Man Up Ministry. I'm your host, Jordan Norris. What's up, guys? Uh, like always, I'm your side host, Devin Mulligan. Uh, so glad to be back. Um, we just thank you guys so much for joining us uh, today. Uh, we got a cool episode for you. Um, we're going to dive into a few things that have been on our hearts lately, um, just something we've been thinking about and talking about and contemplating. So, um, yeah, we just hope you enjoy it, and we just appreciate it so much uh, that you guys are joining us on another edition of Man Up. Warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid, but now we're watchers on the sidelines, while our families slip away. Where are you men of courage? You were made for so much more. Let the pounding of our hearts cry. We will serve the Lord. All right, guys. So before we dive in, we got to give another shout out to our sponsor, Saved by Christ Apparel. Saved by Christ Apparel is a Christian clothing company. Uh, their shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeve tees, and they're coming up with bracelets and stuff now too. So they're a fast growing company. Um, they're built around making bold uh, designs on their shirts so that you stand out um, and recognize God. And it, it's meant to give you an icebreaker when you go and talk to somebody new about God, but also it's bold enough and stands out enough and has cool enough designs that at the very least, it'll put the verse or the saying um, or whatever it is in the back of people's minds. And it's super good. Um, very, very high quality products. I have a ton of their stuff. Um, it's comfortable. It's it's just awesome. And they're at a very low price. It's really reasonable. Uh, so go check them out at SavedByChristApparels.com and use the promo code JordanN in all caps to get 10% off your purchase. <laughs> Yeah, guys. So uh, like Jordan said, check out Saved by Christ. Um, I know just uh, I had a thought the other day that was, uh, you know, one thing that's nice about wearing kind of these clothes that represent what we believe in stuff is that, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I get a little gun shy sometimes, like approaching people to talk about God. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, man, they're going to oh, reject yeah. me, you know, or like you know, they don't want to hear what I have to say kind of deal. And so that's, it's, it's kind of nice, you know, it, it allows for the opportunity for them to approach you and be like, Hey, what's up with your shirt? You know what I mean? And then there's your open door to kind of transition into uh, Jesus and just everything he's done in your life. So that was just a little thought I had. Uh, um, yeah. Kind of to piggyback on, on our sponsors, but uh, yeah, like I said before, we're excited. Um, we're going to jump into today's message and uh, we're going to talk about finding your calling. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy how we came up with this topic. Me and Devin were just BSing after one of our recordings. Um, and we just started talking about, you know, the different ways that you can find your calling and how there's different callings. So we figured we'd just, you know, talk about it more since it came on yeah. both of our hearts at basically the same time. Right. Yeah. And before you guys, you know, I know. I know for me, I've sat in, in like, you know, ch church services and, you know, they're just preaching about, you know, God's got, you know, a calling on your life and he's got, he's, you know, he's marked your life and you have a destiny and, you know, you have a specific reason on what you could do. And that to me, I don't know about you guys, but to me, that is like super intimidating, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, it is like, it okay, God hasn't come out and said, you know, Devin, you are meant to do this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm like, okay, well, did I miss it? 
is it too late? You know, uh, yeah. what am I and, supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Am, am I failing? Is that why he didn't, you know, tell me exactly what to do with my life or where my, where I'm yeah. at in his kingdom? Like, right. It, yeah. And then there's, there's that part of me too, that, you know, looks at kind of the preacher or the pastor or whoever is saying this. And it's like, maybe you've missed yours too, bro, because you don't know me. <laughs> You don't know what I've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't sit there and tell me God's got a plan for me when you don't even know my middle name kind of deal, you know? Yeah. No, I, I kind of felt that when I first started going to church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'm like, you know, it's kind of like, I bet you say this to all the girls on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But how do you treat me on the second and third yes, one? You know, <laughs> exactly. Right. But yeah, so we, you know, like Jordan said, this just kind of came on our heart. We were just kind of BSing after an episode. And um, yeah, our goal here is to just kind of take that stigma out, take that stereotypical, you know, calling, find your calling and just share some of our thoughts on, you know, on the, on the subject. So, yeah. And then we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about like our journey to our callings too. So, I mean, you guys are finally going to get to know a little bit more about us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Good or bad. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. We might lose some <laughs> listeners here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. So George, why don't you start us off? Why don't, uh, you know, take us, take us through your, your, a brief journey here. Yeah. Um. So I guess before I dive into when I actually started going to church and stuff again, like me and Devin both grew up in a Christian household. Yeah. Um, you know, like our grandma, we call her St. Joanne, you know, all she does is pray for people, try to help people out, talks yes. about, you know, God's purpose in our life. Whenever something bad happens, you know, like every Christmas card or birthday card I get from her says, you know, God's got great plans, you know, like, <laughs> yes, right. She's one of those old ladies that is like, you know, like her house can be burning in front of her and she'll be like, well, you know, the Lord just works it out. <laughs> yeah. the lord you know this is part of his plan it's okay that yes. i lost everything right right <laughs> you know yeah. when nine out of ten of us would be just pissed oh yeah yeah um but then too like um you know my mom uh went to church when we were younger we went to church every sunday um and then high school kind of dropped out but uh how I, how i finally came back was after i got out of the army um i came home and Needless to say, I guess you could say I was a little restless, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was drinking and girls and, you know, a little drugs here and there. <laughs> right. Uh, it was, you know, I thought I was having a good time all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, But I was also at a point because of like my um brain injury and stuff. And then just not um making good decisions you know i kind of hit a point where i was like wanting to give up and stuff and then uh so i guess the you know a little context devin used to live in an apartment building across from the bar it was across the street from the bar yeah it was like so, yeah right across yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i came and um devin you know i stayed at devin's house i think i stayed at your house for like a week the first time right in the apartment yeah, I think so. Yeah, you I slept feel, on the couch because I had I feel a roommate like I, at the time. Yeah, I feel like I just showed up and never left, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, but uh basically we go out to the bars and then um 
<laughs> Devin, Devin made me go to church though. <laughs> that was, that was the thing. Like, Hey yes. dude, you know, I go to church every Sunday. You got to go with, right. So that first Sunday I showed up drunk. Um, second Sunday I showed up hungover and then, but, uh, there's just a song that came on no longer slaves. And, uh, I kind of broke down, you know, yeah. and gave it all to God right there. And then it started, uh, started out on my path, I guess. And then, yeah. so um, I just want to, I, I, I kind of want to jump into, cause obviously, you know, many of whoever's listening to this, uh, they can tell, like, obviously we've shared in the past, like me and Jordan, our cousins, you know, um, and we, we grew up kind of together. And like Jordan just said, we lived together for a while. So obviously our stories are intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, I mean, so yeah. So I come in from my perspective, like, you know, Jordan just kind of got back from the army and, and, uh, needed a place to stay. So, I mean, obviously I was like, yeah, you know, stay with me, like whatever, stay as long as you want. Um, and it, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, yeah. So growing up for me, me, just like Jordan, I was, you know, I grew up in the church. We, you know, we went to church every Sunday, if not most Sundays. Um, and there's, there's a big kind of a, there's this big thing, like you can grow up in the church, but never really feel like you're in a relationship with God. Yeah. You if that know, makes sense. Like, you know, of God, you don't know him personally. Right. Like all of the things, uh, you know, that these pastors and stuff that you hear on the, like a Sunday morning and stuff, you know, all of God's love and all that, you know, the verses and the word and everything like that, it's, it's in your head, but it, it hasn't really sank down and got into your heart yet. Um, and so that's where I was kind of at. Like I knew, and like Jordan said, like, yep, you know, I said, yeah, you stay with me or whatever, but we go to church on Sunday. But I mean, I don't want to leave out the fact that I was, you know, I was at the bar with Jordan these nights too. You know, I showed up yes, to church he just as hungover, you know, <laughs> I think I, I vaguely remember a couple of times, like, like you didn't want to come. And I'm like, bro, I'll pay for all of our drinks tonight but you got to come to church with me. Yeah. In the yeah. You, you bribe me with booze <laughs> and then, you know, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so there is that aspect of, you know, because I knew, I knew in my head that going to church on Sunday was the right kind of quote, right thing to do. Um, but six out of seven days I did whatever I wanted, you know, me and Jordan, we did whatever we wanted. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And I was almost, almost all seven. Cause we'd go to church, um, go get some grub and then, uh, right, right back to it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And I can just hear our listeners right now. Do these guys ever go to work? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. I was, I was, in, I was working at the forest service at the time doing some wildland firefighting and I got laid off all winter long. So we pretty much, we had my unemployment and Jordan's military benefits with two guys in their young twenties with nothing better to do. Like that is the worst combination <laughs> of variables, you know, you could have. Yeah. Especially like not even just that age, you know, where most, yeah. most kids start acting out, you know, like drinking and partying and stuff, but we were also just in that mindset too. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, we were watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother. So like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was it was. Yeah, it was sitting in a bar all the time. 
pretty Bonnie much. Stinson. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. But yeah. So Jordan, you said, you know, that song, No Longer Slave, come on. And that just kind of like rocked you a bit. Yeah, it did. I like I just I dropped down on my knees at church, um, in the back row, threw up my hands, and then I, I started crying, you know. I mean, and uh <laughs> people always laugh at me when I say that part, I guess, because at the time, you know, I just got out of the military, you know, army yeah, right. infantry is supposed to be a big macho guy, and there I am <laughs> on my hands and knees crying in church, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. But I did. I just kind of did it and I just surrendered it to God because I was just at that point where it's like, what, you know, I had nowhere to go but up, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then I felt the reason that it broke me was because um, I thought it was weird that people in church were putting up their hands, you know. But when I felt like that moment of surrender, that's exactly what I did is I threw up my hands and then I felt God's presence. Because if you guys don't know, God has an actual physical presence. It's almost like a high. Yeah. That you yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is um, the way the, the way I, I kind of like have come to like know it and describe it and stuff like that. Like, okay. Like if, if you're, if you're in church kind of deal, you know, I don't know for me, I get these kind of like warm tingly feelings throughout my body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's like, I'm like, okay, like, you know, God's God's here. Um, but like that high that Jordan's talking about even today, Today, as we record this episode, I came home from church this afternoon, and I actually I went out to breakfast after church with uh, it was me, JC, my mom, and then Todd Blair. Um, okay. And I'm sitting at the the table, and I just like we had an amazing worship service. Like it was it was a super good Sunday. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just joking around, you know. I'm just like happy, you know, joking around with JC kind of poking fun, whatever. And, and Todd goes, have you been drinking already? <laughs> and I'm like, no, but that's it. That's what it yeah. was. I I was, I was just on that high of coming off of, you know, just a, a super awesome encounter with Jesus. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I've tried a lot of drugs in my day and I'm not saying that drug use is okay at all. All right. But, um, Honestly, it's the best feeling high I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You know, like it's just Devin, like Devin said, you get a warm tingly, but then you're also like your head is just up there and you feel light, like nothing can touch you kind of thing. I mean, it's insane. But anyway, so like that, that's what I felt. Um, And then after that, we started um, going to church every Sunday. And then eventually, um, Cause me and Devin used to go jam out, you know, we drive his truck around jamming out to music and singing <laughs> yes. and uh, Devin was already on the worship team. But then uh, one day a youth group, cause Devin also helped out a youth group, you know, and he dragged me along every time, but they yep. did. We used to do live worship at youth group. Um, and uh, Devin pulled me up there for one of the songs. And then after that, Devin got me on the worship team too, you know? So <laughs> I started, I started like slowly started getting like involved in, you know, the youth group and then the worship team. And then um, from there, it just, it just kept growing slowly. And then uh, right. we, me and Devin did this together too, but it camps, it's a calling in ministerial studies. Um, it's basically a school that um, it doesn't count as a full on degree, but it counts as like college classes. And then 
if you pass your test at the end and pass an interview, um, you become a licensed minister. Yeah. So pretty much these, these, this course is put on by the university. They're based out of Tennessee um, and they're the, the college, they're an accredited university. I mean, I know people with, you know, AAs, you know, in, in science, you know, associates of science um, and associates in arts kind of degrees from Lee. So it's not a, it's not a joke school, um, but it's a course put on through Lee that like Jordan said, you know, at the end of this, what I think it was eight, nine months, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically like a full school year that we had to yeah, go through. Right. Um, self-paced kind of deal. But yeah, at the end you get your credentials as, you know, a licensed minister and you can whatever register with state and marry people and bury people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, like part of that thing is, um, you kind of go through exactly what we're talking about today, like finding your calling, you know, finding yeah. where your place is at. And what I got out of this whole program is I wanted to be a pastor in my own church someday. Yeah. You know, like I wanted to run a church. I wanted to be the guy in the church, you know, um, running the show, you know, bringing people to God. Like that is what I wanted to do. And that's what I, you know, that's what at the time, that's what I felt God, you know, put on my heart. Like that's what he was telling right. me to do. Um, and then I ended up becoming the junior high youth pastor. And that's a big thing for me guys, because I just, I hate disrespectful kids. Okay. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. Yes. I hate them. Uh, yeah. So let me just paint this picture for you, uh, for everybody listening. Okay. You got this dude just came out of the military where everything is sharp corners, 90 degrees, cut dry, black, white kind of deal. Right. And you throw in a bunch of kids where anybody who has ever worked with kids. So me and my wife, we run our, our kids program at the church here in town. We have for the last four years, anybody who's worked with kids knows that you cannot be cut dry, black, white, 90 degrees. (laughs) And so as you can kind of probably see, this is where the dilemma with Jordan (laughs) and the kids comes in. Yeah. And I, I mean, at first I didn't want to do it, you know, but like after getting, you know, the license and everything. And I remember um, our pastor talking to me, he's like, you know, the best thing to do if you want to lead a church is to find every, you know, get involved in every ministry to see what it feels like. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how he coaxed me into, you know, kind of taking it over and being the leader of it. And yes, you know, at first I hated it. Like I didn't want to do it to begin with. And then I I couldn't handle the kids, like just how crazy they were, how disrespectful (laughs) they were. I mean, and I've got the the middle school age kids and then I helped out with high school too. Yeah. And, um, not to say that all the kids were bad, but there were some that were rowdy, you know, they were rowdy. They, you know, whether they had like bad parents, you know, or bad, um, home lives, not parents' lives. It makes sense. Um, like bad (laughs) home lives or whatever they had going on. You know, we had a couple of kids that were bullied too, but they'd come you know, to youth group to uh, just feel, you know, important, wanted and loved on by people. And I didn't get that concept at first, <laughs> you know, I would just, yeah. I remember I was given a message one time and they wouldn't stop talking. So I literally just said, you know, shut the hell up. And then I put the <laughs> mic down and I left, you know, I left the room, but, um, you know, as I got more involved in it, I absolutely loved it. 
you know, I started building relationships with the kids and, um, you know, I had a couple of kids who whenever, you know, hard times would hit home or they were upset with something at school, they'd just come over to my house any day, Yeah, you know, just and show just, up. yeah. And just hang out and talk and stuff. So it was, um, again, like, like we were talking about, there's not one set calling. And it was crazy how I thought I was supposed to be a pastor and I hated the thought of doing anything else. And then, you know, there we have it. I'm invested in loving something that I just kind of got forced into almost. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess, you know, to, to kind of just go back to Jordan, you touched on it a little bit, you know, um, you're calling not being real, you know, one set thing. And we talked about this before, um, and I just want to share this with our listeners. So, you know, I know we've kind of titled titled this whole message, you know, finding your calling and everything. Um, but that's in a sense of kind of uh, irony, because finding your calling when it comes to, you know, Jesus is not one thing. And me and Jordan agree. And, you know, I, th- I think, I think a lot of people out there would agree that have been kind of in ministry for a while. When people talk about, you know, like I kind of joked about at the beginning of the episode, you know, when you got those pastors up there, like, you know, God's got a call on your life. Yeah, he does. He does have a call on your life to serve his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, you know, maybe this might come across as like a little bold statement and Sorry if it offends anybody, but we are all called to do the same thing. And that's love our God, love our neighbor. That's it. Yep. Yep. You know, I mean, you can, God puts desires and, you know, dreams in your heart. And that's great. He wants you to have those. He wants you to follow those. And, you know, your calling can be executed through some of those things, Mm -hmm. loving him, loving your neighbor. I mean, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build a pack. We're trying to build, you know, this community of men that can hold each other up. That's loving our neighbor and pointing them to Jesus. Every chance we get, that's loving our God. But we weren't born solely to do a podcast. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. And I really hope we weren't born just to do a podcast, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. right. right. I mean, um, I guess I'll get to, I was just going to talk about that, but I'll, I'll get to it eventually in the story here. But um, so then I started doing that. And then, um, like I said, I was, you know, singing up, on, singing up on stage with the, you know, the worship team on Sundays, then um, running the junior high ministry. And that really kind of taught me how important it is at that age to, you know, tell these kids about God and to show them the love because, um, from like that into high school, um, I feel like is like the hardest point for yeah. kids like that. I feel like that makes the biggest impact. Um, you know, because then they go into high school, knowing God, they go into high school, you know, knowing what to do, who to go to knowing that they have people in their lives that care instead of hitting high school and then hitting all these rough patches, you know, as you mature right. and puberty and all that stuff and bullying, you know, everything that goes on in high school. 
and it gives them, you know, a leg to stand on, you know, a foundation. So they don't kind of crumble with the stuff. So yeah. it was, it was crazy that I got forced into this and then ended up loving it and realizing how important it really was to do that. Yeah. I think that's so cool. You know, what you said this, you know, it's just, it's the perfect time to get Jesus into these kids' lives before they hit kind of that hard stuff. Because I remember, you know, just a few episodes when we were talking out, you know, in the man cave, um, just about being a father. And like, we brought up, you know, what are we going to do the first time our kid comes home from school? And it's like, so-and-so bullied us or so-and-so did this, you know? And obviously, you know, I think me and Jordan can agree on this. Like our hope would be that even now at a young age, I'm teaching my son, you know, and Jordan's going to teach his son to like, okay, yes, come tell us, but ultimately we're going to point you to Jesus, you know, because there's, there's things that we don't know how to handle. There's things, you know, that we don't know. We don't know what to say when this happens. We don't know what we're going to do when this happens, but ultimately Jesus is the answer for everything. Yep. hundred percent. Um, And that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so important to instill that in kids. Cause even we had a couple of kids come that were bullies, you know, they bullied other people. Right. Um, Cause we had, we had a solid group of like six or seven kids that came every week. And then they always brought, you know, different people with them or random people would show up, but there were people in the room that were the bullies of other kids in that room. Right. You know, but as we grew and we, you know, got closer with some of these kids and talking to them, it's like, um, it was easier to understand why those kids were bullying them because of what they had. You know, you don't know what's going on in their home lives. You don't know what's going on at school with the kids. So it was like, it was cool to see. Cause I hate kids like that. Obviously I just said that, you know, they were always the lippy ones when we were, you know, <laughs> doing stuff. And, right. you know, I hate, I hate bullies. And I've talked about that before. Cause I was the bully in school, but now I just can't stand them. So it was, taught me a lot of patience, I guess. And just the importance of showing them again, like, Hey, you know, this might be happening. It sucks. You know, your home life might suck, you know, what, you know, anything bad going on might, might suck. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, I'm here every week, even if I don't like doing it sometimes, you know, showing these kids love and showing these kids, kids who Jesus is, it just, it helped them out so much. And over time, I saw some of those, not all of them, I guess, but a couple of them slowly came around and, you know, they quit bullying kids. They were being nice kids. Um, they'd show up to, you know, youth group every single night. So it was just super cool to see. Yeah. And um, but anyways, going from there, um, I just I started getting involved like um, more and more. I um, did MIP, which is the ministry internship program to basically it dives you into more of what it means to run a church, like the financial stuff behind it, you know, all the different positions in the church, more what every single one of them does in your individual church, like basically just more in-depth camps. Yeah. Um, Because I wanted, again, I thought I was meant to be a pastor. And then through that though, um, I realized I, I don't want to be a pastor. You know, that's not, that wasn't my right. thing. That was, that wasn't God doing that. That was me wanting that, you know, wanting to be that position of leadership over a congregation, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, through that, I learned that my heart was really called to men's ministry. 
Um, so then, uh, I talked to our pastor and we started a little men's ministry group, um, back home in Reamer and then, um, ended up, um, you know, stuff happened with me in the church. So I, you know, and then that led me and my wife to moving, but now, you know, we have this men's podcast and I'm trying to, um, get involved with other places here to start an actual in-person men's group. And it's just, I mean, it's crazy. Like, like we're, we're saying, um, without all these callings, without all these, you know, like, cause obviously I was called to be a youth pastor at one point, you know, I was called to be on the worship team at one point I was called to go through and learn, you know, the different things of being a pastor at one point, because all those different things have led me to be patient and kind, you know, and understanding and got me to the point of right now. Right. Yeah. And I think just like, just like you're saying, like, you know, at one point you were called to be on the worship team. At one point you were called to, you know, be the junior high, you know, kind of leader and our calling. And I say that with quotations around it, you know, it ebbs and flows. I mean, Jesus, you know, the word says that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And what, you know, yes, he's the same in the, in the sense of it's the same God. It's the same person of Jesus. It's the same Holy spirit that is ebbing and flowing throughout our life. Because the word also says, you know, learn my ways, learn my heart, walk with me, get in rhythm with grace, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's that kind of, you know, being sensitive to, yeah, okay. God wants me to lead junior high right now. Now God wants me to be on the worship team. Now God, we're all on a journey. And we just have to, our calling is to walk this journey with Jesus. That's ultimately our, our calling, um, even though he takes us through different seasons of our life. Yeah, no. And like in five years, my calling could be just to, you know, attend a church. Now, maybe not even be a leader in a church, you know? Right. Like maybe that's, you know, like every place that you need to be or any place God needs someone at, you know, that that's where he's going to put you and that's where he's going to lead you. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you're up dev. Let's hear your kind (laughs) of, um, story. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, so like I was saying before, obviously, you know, mine and Jordan's stories are pretty intertwined. Um, so they were pretty much the same, you know, going through, you know, living in the apartment together, you know, going out to the bar all the time, kind of doing that. Um, and just kind of living life, I guess, you know, <laughs> living, yeah. living to the <laughs> fullest. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and like I, like I said before, I, I grew up in the church. I mean, I knew, I knew the right things to do. I knew what, you know, kind of what the Bible said to do. And, um, but I almost, you know, one of my, one of my good buddies, uh, he, you know, oftentimes shares, he would, he would almost err on the side of, okay, I have to be perfect. I have to, you know, keep every toe in line, um, or else God won't, you know, won't love me. He won't, you know, bless me, you know, whatever. And not that God's blessing is our ultimate goal, but just that simple fact of, you know, keeping, you know, a tight form, I guess. So God will love you. Um, to where me, it's funny because me and him joke about it because he's that 
side of the spectrum. And I lived my life kind of on the other side of the spectrum <laughs> to where, I mean, I, I know God loves me. I know I have grace. So I'm going to get the best bang for my buck and use that grace every chance I get, <laughs> you know, that's kind of, that was my mentality. That was my apologize my, after not ask before. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, that was my, that was kind of my thing. I'm like, yeah, you know, oh man, I'm hung over this morning. Let's get up and go to church. Cause you know, God still wants us there kind of deal, which is not wrong. I don't want to, I don't want to say that that's, you know, because God does have grace. I mean, he does. Jesus died on the cross to cover everything that you have committed to this day and everything that you commit in the future. God died. And, you know, I heard it put like this one time, if, if God didn't die for your future sins, because he knows everything, right? Mm-hmm. So if God didn't die for your future sins, he'd be sitting there and, you know, you could, God, please forgive me for what I just did, blah, 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 blah. You know, and God's like, fine, I forgive you, but you have no idea what you're going to do in two years. And it's really going to tick me off, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the fact is that God, you know, Jesus died for, for our future sins. So there is grace. Um, but the, the word says that, that he desires obedience over sacrifice. And so Mm -hmm. that's what, that's what I've had to come to learn. And honestly, I mean, if we're just being real, like, I don't think I've fully learned it yet. You know, I mean, like we've been talking about, we're all on a journey. Mm -hmm. I'm still on my journey, George, you're still on your journey. You know, every listener out there is still on their journey. No, I'm perfect. So (laughs) (laughs) I used to, I used to, I still, I still sometimes joke, you know, uh, I don't know, someone, Someone will say something, you know, like, oh man, like, that's awesome. You know, like you're really blessed, dude. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm kind of God's favorite. So I say that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, so what Devin meant too is like, yeah, God forgives us of all, you know, past and future sins is, but the Bible also talks about abusing grace. Yeah. Um, And basically like, yeah, you know, if you accept Jesus Christ in your heart, you accept that he died on the cross for your sins, you know, you are going to heaven, regardless of what you do tomorrow, you know, like once saved, always saved. Um, But the thing is, is if you, if you keep abusing that grace, if you keep living your life, like it was, um, it's basically quality of life at that point. You know, do you want to start doing the right thing and loving God and going to God and doing the right things? And having a blessed life, or do you want to keep going in that sin and making these bad decisions and building regret and guilt on your heart, you know, right. which just leaves you down a dark path. And then, I mean, cause at the point we were like, I loved God. I accepted Jesus in my Christ or in my heart, you know, since I was a kid, but the point where I started finally going to Jesus, um, my life started to slowly get better, you know, whether it was health stuff, um, medical stuff, you know, and now, um, like having a kid when we were told we couldn't, you know what I mean? Like the more I dive into God, the more he blesses me. But at that point, like Devin said, we were living, you know, life, (laughs) what we thought was life at the time, I guess. And having tons of fun doing all these things. But like, I hated myself at the time. I wasn't on the surface. I was happy, but deep down I wasn't. Right. Yeah. No, that's so good. And I was, I was literally, I was just thinking that I was, there was a one night I was, standing out talking to a buddy of mine and um you know we were standing on the the porch or 
stairs or balcony or whatever, you know, having a smoke and finishing a beer or something like that. And, and we started talking about the, you know, the whole Jesus thing and stuff. Cause he knew I went to church and blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, okay, so what, you know, we started talking about this once saved, always saved, you know, so what, what point is there then to abide by God's rules, you know, mm-hmm. follow his word. And it was, it was exactly what you just said. I told him, I mean, I'm like, you know, yeah, once you accept Jesus, your, your eternity is secure. Mm-hmm. What comes into question then is the quality of life you want to live here on earth. Because the reality is, is we live in a fallen world. Yep. And so if we don't have that rock to stand on, if we don't abide under that umbrella of Jesus, this world's going to rock you, you know, you're going to be constantly thrashed back and forth um, just from the attacks of the enemy. Yeah, no. And we're not saying if you live your life right, nothing bad's ever going to happen to you. No, obviously not. But if you live it right, you're going to have God to lean back on and it's not going to, you know, you might get knocked down, but you're going to easily be able to get back up. Yeah. You know, like one of the, you- one of the very, one of the promises that the Bible makes literally, I mean, it's right there in text. It, it says you will have troubles. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Bible promises that. Yep. But, but with Jesus, with Jesus, you have a way out of those troubles. You have peace within those troubles. You have, you know, kind of this lasting security um, found only in a personal friendship relationship with, with Christ. Yeah. And like um, two episodes ago, we talked about our uncle and use that as an example for this, you know, is like he had that thing come in and rock him, but yet he was still happy. He was still go lucky. You know, he was still doing yeah. his thing because he had God to lean on. He knew he was going to be okay. Right. You know, whether right. he was okay in this life or the next, you know, he, he just trusted in God and lived his life greatly, you know, and he was still blessed with a great family, you know, to be there long enough to see his granddaughter born and spend some time with her. Like, so there was yeah. blessings within that. And that that's kind of what we're getting at right there. Right. Yes, definitely. Um, Okay, so to to jump back into my story a little bit, I like I said, I was in I, I grew up in the church, um, kind of knew the right things, the wrong things, that kind of deal, but erred more so on the side of yeah, you know, grace will cover that kind of deal. Um moving kind of moving through, I've always been I've always been into music. Um I started I started playing percussion in fourth grade. Um, and a requirement to do that was two years of piano before that. So, I mean, I started playing piano, you know, what, seven years old, maybe started playing piano. Um, no, I can't play piano anymore. I gave that up as soon as (laughs) he can. It's just not very good anymore. (laughs) Right. You know, my, you can play uh, the easy stuff. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You want some hot crust buns or something? I like, I got you. Boom. (laughs) Um, Little star. (laughs) Yeah. No, my, my wife is, is the, the pianist piano player. Yeah. The pianist. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, she's, she's an amazing piano player. But yeah, my, I mean, I went towards percussion, drums, that kind of deal. That was my thing uh, all the way through elementary, junior high, high school. I mean, I did concert band, jazz band, pep band, marching band, drum line. I mean, anything I could get my hands in, I did because I just, I've always had a passion for music. But I guess what I'm getting at um, by telling, you know, everybody that is 
even though I have a passion for music, I mean, I've never felt a strong enough urge to actually like pursue a music career. Mm -hmm. God just hasn't put that on my heart. I mean, it's something that I love and it's something that I love to do. And like Jordan said, I'm on the worship team at church. Um, me and me and a good buddy of mine, we, we rotate, I play drums one week and then he'll sing that week and then we'll, we'll switch and he'll play drums and I'll sing. And, um, it's, it's just something that's been a big part of my life, but it, I've never, I don't know. I've never felt that it was my calling per se. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You love but, it. You're super good at it, but it's not what you're meant to do in life, basically. Right. You know, and who's to, who's to say, you know, in five years, like Jordan was saying, in five years, I, you know, who knows? I might be playing somewhere for something, you know, more so mm-hmm. in a calling type situation. But right now, it's just not not yeah, what I feel. It comes to knocking. It's not like you're not going to open the door. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um but uh, yeah, through through all of that, it's just um, it's taken me a long time to realize that God places you in situations and circumstances um, only to get a better relationship with you. If that makes yep. sense, like even no, even with even with Jordan's story, you know, yes, Jordan touched the lives of some of those kids. Uh, I uh have you seen School of Rock? Yeah, I hate it. Jack Black <laughs> sucks, but I've seen it. <laughs> I know, but there's one line I just can't help but think and he goes he's like your kids have touched me. And I'm pretty sure I've touched them too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I yeah, anyways, sorry, side the only funny line in that movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> um <laughs> But like what you were saying, like you, I mean, you know, you touch these kids' lives, but God is so powerful and so, you know, magnificent that it wasn't because Jordan Norris was there that these kids got touched. It was because Jesus was there, obviously. Yeah, no, and I honestly, I feel like these kids helped me more than I helped them. Right. You know, and that's that's what I'm getting at. Like you were placed in that situation. Yes. You know, you had a purpose to, to serve there. God had a, a, a reason for putting you there. And I believe that ultimately, wherever God places you, whether it's junior high, whether it's in North Carolina, whether it's drumming, you know, in little Reamer, Minnesota, it's ultimately to get a closer relationship with you because that's that's what he desires. He yep. desires to know you on an intimate level. He desires to, you know, to walk with you every day. That's good. I, um, That's really I, good. I heard this, I heard this the other day, actually. Um, it was actually a TikTok. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, that's a little inside joke, but anyways, um, this guy was saying, you know, he he doesn't like to look at his his time with God that he spends his relationship with God. He doesn't like to think of it as putting God first on his list. And I'm like, hang on now, blasphemy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on, what are you getting at? But what he was saying is, when you think of putting God first on your list, you you almost you imagine a list. You know, okay, God's at the top, and then cleaning the garage is second and then dishes are third and then, you know, cleaning up the pets and stuff is fourth. You Mm -hmm. kind of, but when you have a to-do list, you know, Jordan, you know, all about honey-do lists. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) 
you get done with Man. something, you cross it off, and you don't think about it the rest of the day. Oh. Yeah. That's good. And so what he was saying is to have God at the center of our lives, that where everything on that list is done in communication, in stride, in relation with Jesus. That's good. That's really I mean, good. That's what Jesus wants. He wants to spend every moment of every day with you, talking with you, uh, counseling you, comforting you, loving you. That's, I mean, ultimately that's what he wants. Yeah, no, you know, like, um, I try to think of it like this sometimes, like you spend every single day with your wife, you love your wife, you know, 90% yeah. of the time you want nothing more than just, just sit there with her and hang out with her and be with her. But 10% yeah. of the time you, you know, you just hate each other. You need that space. You need to go lock yourself in your garage, do your own thing. Right. The difference with God is he does not have that 10%. Yeah. You know, if you, if you go try to go away from him and lock yourself in the garage, he's, he's going to be <laughs> in the garage with you. It doesn't matter. He's just going to be right. there. Right. Yes. He, uh, I lost, I lost my thought anyways. Okay. Well, yeah. Sorry. Back to your story then back to your story. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. That's where I'm at right now. You know, yes, you know, we're doing this podcast and I love it. And, you know, I mean, Jordan always makes f jokes because, you know, I, we, we record this and then I edit it. So, I mean, I definitely do more work than him. Um, <laughs> Seriously, he, he does though, guys, like I drop the outlines, but I'm really good at writing. So it takes me like five minutes to write these up. <laughs> like after we talk about ideas and then right. he has to go through and edit. Cause I have and no, edit. Oh, I have man. a really nice high tech computer with two monitors now. And I don't know how to use it. So <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, but anyways, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy sitting down and editing and throwing in sound, sound effects. And, you know, I'm working on a, uh, excuse me. I'm working on our Christmas program for our church. It's a, it's a video presentation. You know, I recorded the kids and, you know, having them reenact, you know, the Christmas story and stuff. Um, and then I'm editing it. I enjoy this. But once again, I mean, it's a season in our life and I hope it's a long season, but my ultimate goal right now is just to better understand, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? Not what do you want me to plan out my next five years in, you know, what do you not, what do you want me to do, you know, this month, but what do you want me to do, do like today? And that's kind of where I'm at in life, honestly, is just trying to get into that routine of just being aware of God's presence throughout the entire day. Yep. That's good. That's good. And that's kind of, I mean, honestly, I kind of, I kind of slack off in that aspect. I've been so into statistics with this and making sure the podcast, you know, like we have our outline good, you know, like it takes me easy to do it, but like Devin, I'll tell you, I go back and edit it all the time, you know, <laughs> and then half the time, like we, you know, get off track anyways and start talking about some deeper stuff. So and that's not even right. on the thing. So it's like, you know, but I get so wrapped up in that. Sometimes I feel like I do miss out on, um, you know, just like being close with God every single day and realizing he's there all the time, like we just talked about. And so that that's why it's so important to understand, though, that not one thing is your calling. Yeah. That it's not just this podcast. that's my calling. I have other callings, too. You know, 
whether it's to be a husband, you know, to be a father to, you know, whatever job you're at to be there, you know, be a leader or just spread love at your job. You know, there's so many different callings you can have and places you can be um, as long as you go to God in all these things. Right. I know. I mean, one of the, one of the many verses in the Bible that probably, you know, a lot of people know it's pretty famous, you know, the, it says, you know, in everything, do it unto the Lord, you know, and that's kind of, it's kind of an older mentality kind of deal, but it's so true. And it's so timeless because in everything you do, do unto the Lord, you know, whether it is yeah. a podcast, being a father, being a husband, spreading joy at work, like Jordan was saying, everything should just come from a stance of, okay, this is for you, God. How do you want me to handle it? You know? Yep. Yep. And um, like two to touch on this is like, um, that's the importance of our pact as well. Cause like if, if Devin was not in my life at the time that he was like, obviously we're family, he's been in my life for forever. We've always been friends, but if we didn't Your headphones died, didn't they? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> um, but uh, if we weren't getting so close, if we weren't doing this path together, you know, like God, God, and you know, I don't know if Devin feels as strongly as I do about this, but I would not be, you know, where I am today. I would not be with my wife. I would not be having a son. I would not be a minister. I wouldn't even be someone who like goes to God and loves God as much as I do, you know, if we hadn't been there um together going through this whole thing and going through these stages of our life together yeah and just it's like just yeah no exactly and that's what i mean it is like you know we're designed to be community beings we're designed you know it how many times does the bible talk about the body of christ mm-hmm. and actually it's really funny because i was thinking about this today you know the story in the bible where it talks about you know jesus you know as as the shepherd you know per se mm-hmm. um leaves the 99 to find the one and the whole i mean the whole mental image that you get is amazing you know because the jesus cares about the one enough to leave the 99 but i started thinking about this today what kind of shepherd would leave the 99 you know what i mean like that's his Mm -hmm. livelihood like that's his that's his uh you know his income yeah if he if he lost the one it probably wouldn't matter, but if he lost 99, he, you know, his right. family wouldn't be eating. No, exactly. And I mean, I think, we, I think we kind of touched a little bit this, uh, you know, when we were talking about David in those couple of segment segments, um, but it, it dawned on me today, Jesus left the 99 to go find the one to bring it back to the 99. And the reason, the reason that he was, he, he was confident enough to leave the 99 was because they were together. That's good. That's good. You had 99 sheep. No wolf is going to attack 99 sheep. Yeah, but they might go kill the one. But they'll go after the one. Yep. And so Jesus cares enough about the one that he leaves the 99 to get the one. But he's secure, you know, and he has enough whatever. I, I don't know what the term is. But the the moral of the story is that the 99 are safer together mm-hmm. than the one off on his own. Yeah, that's so good. That is so good. And that's like, like me and Devin have had a pack, you know, since like day one in diving into loving God, you know, um, and 
now we, I mean, we have more people in that too. Like it's so cool seeing that grow, but that's the importance of building a pack and a community like we are trying to do here. Yeah. Um, is because without that, you know, alone, I would have died. I would have never came to God. I would have never got on board with that. Yeah. And we would have, but we had each other. We had a pack, whether it was just two of us or not, where two or more are gathered, you know, the Lord is present. And that's, that's what we did. That's how we took it. But we want to build that community. So that anytime any of us go through hard times or we start our walk with God, you know, we have each other there so we can carry each other through it. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, guys. So we just, we, we hope our, our, you know, our goal here and our hope is that, uh, um, yeah, people just start realizing that there's, <laughs> that we have a lot more in common than we do differences for sure. And if, if you've been through something, chances are someone's been through it too. And, uh, we can just support each other and hold each other up. Um, and just, yeah, like Jordan said, build this pack and build this community. Um, and just become the 99 that, you know, no wolf would, would want to mess with for sure. You know, basically with this pack, let's just, you know, build our community, get closer, um, help each other through the ups and downs that we have, help each other, you know, in every season of our life with every season of our callings. Um, it's just, you know, let's build this community up. Let's keep it going, keep it rolling. And, uh, we just, you know, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And if you guys would be so kind, um, you know, go ahead uh, and, uh, you know, give us a like, a share, um, leave a rating and a review on, on, on iTunes. Um, it's just greatly appreciated. And um, yeah, send us a message if you want. Um, manupministry at gmail.com. Manupministrypodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, I yeah, don't know man. why I made it so long. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You guys should see our password. It's insane. Um, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Send us a message. Uh, let us know you're out there. And um, we just, yeah, we just greatly appreciate everything that you guys do and uh, keep, keep spreading the love. Um, and don't, uh, don't forget to join us next time on Man Up Ministry. Oh, and remember, oh, yeah, don't say ministry. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, we just greatly appreciate everything you guys do. Um, and just, uh, keep, keep spreading the love and don't forget to join us next time on man up. And remember, don't be a beta, be an alpha. No, no, but I'll eat the mic. Okay. It's fine. <laughs>